God bless you tonight. We praise God for each and every one of you that have joined us tonight with Living the Word. Let's have a word of prayer before we go into our lesson on tonight. God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love, your kindness, all that you've done and what you're going to do. We're asking you because we can't demand, but since you gave us a power of asking, we're asking that you would touch each and every one that is doing us tonight, those that are here, those that are coming, in the name of Jesus. God, your word is already blessed, so help us to understand the lesson on tonight, and let us apply your word to our lives, that we may be kingdom builders, building the kingdom of God one sort of time. I ask this in the master's name of Jesus Christ, we pray, amen. Amen. God bless you, and may the Lord smile upon you. Uh, we thank God for you tonight, my brothers and my sisters. And tonight I want to um, revisit um, something tonight that I pray will be a blessing unto you. If we could revisit um, Abraham tonight. And I want to speak about something that the Apostle Paul um, was talking about and he made reference of two seeds and so that gives us tonight what we're going to talk about the two seeds and um, Genesis chapter 17 get your Bibles get your Bibles and let's look at Genesis chapter 17 in the book of Genesis Uh-huh. And let's look at chapter 15. Um, chapter 15, 1 through verse 6. In chapter 15. When you have it, say amen. All right. Let, let's see what the word says. And um, let me see here. And then we're going to look at that Galatians chapter 22, but that's where we're, we're going to move. Um, Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 through 6. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abraham said, Lord God, what would thou give me? Seeing I have, seeing I go childless. And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And Abraham said, behold, to me thou hast given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, heir, but that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth, abroad and said, look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. 
Now let us look at this is 15, Genesis 15 and 6. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. He counted it to him as righteousness. My brothers and sisters, uh, tonight we want to look at the two seeds. There's two seeds of Abraham. We all know Abraham had two sons, Ishmael and Isaac. And his two sons, without any dispute, there's no dispute about it, that they were his sons. But one of them inherited what we call the covenant blessing. And the other was simply a prosperous man of the world. I want you to understand Ishmael. Let's look at Ishmael. We're going to look at Isaac. Ishmael became a prosperous person. He's a man of the world. And they were both of them came from Abram. They were born in the same society and their father was the same great patriarch. They came out of the same encampment, but Ishmael was a stranger to the covenant and Isaac was the heir of the promise. It is, I've said it so many times, my brothers and sisters, that is the same in the church. In the church and why there is a, what I want to say, and the Bible is right if no one believes the word of God at all. In that day and time, there'll come a great falling away. We wonder why is it that a lot of our churches has the two doors. You have the door that come that they come in out, come into, and then the door that they exit. And what seems to be a problem with pastors is we can't seem to close that back door to keep the people from just moving through processing through the church. And it seemed like the back door is getting a lot of attention. Now, I'm not saying it's getting more attention than the front door, but the back door is getting a lot of attention because people are being processed. Because in our churches, there's two, there's two types of people that are gathering together. Gathering under one umbrella, both say that I'm saved. But you have a segment of those that say they are saved believers that um, lean to the things of the world more than the spiritual things of God. 
And so we see Ishmael in our churches, in our services, because why? He is, Ishmael is that one that prospers one of the world. But they both came from the same father. Mm -hmm. Let's look at Galatians chapter 4 and verse 22. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 22 and verse 23. You have it, say amen. Galatians chapter 4, verses 22 and 23. It says, do you have it, say amen. It says that, for it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondwoman, and the other by a free woman. But who was of the bondwoman was born after the flesh. But he of the free woman was by the promise of God. These two women, or the scripture says that Abraham had the two sons from um, one from a slave and one from his wife. But the son of the slave was, the slave wife was born in a human attempt to bring about the fulfillment of God. Do you not know that we are constantly trying to help God out? We're constantly trying. You know what? It has got to the place that we're trying to help God out spiritually. Brother Pastor, how, how can you help God? Case in point. Look at these two seeds. One born by the flesh, I'm going to help God. And then one that receives the promise of God. Now, my, without me taking up a lot of time, my brothers and sisters, well, praise Jesus. Sometimes it seems like the promise of God it tarries for a while. But I hear the Bible talking to me. Though it tarry, wait on it. Because it surely will come to pass. So the two sons are declared by Paul to be the two types of races of men. They're much alike, but they're widely different. Isn't it kind of strange to have, how many of you have multiple siblings in your family? Okay, I see your hands. Is it, do you ever wonder why they're like, ah, why my brother, he kind of off? Why are you a little different? No? How come my sister, she kind of, something strange about her, something different. She came out of the same family. We grew up together, we ate the same food, we got the same chest type, but it seems like there's a little difference here. We blame it on um, the ancestor traits, but we never really think about the spirit that is driving us. They are unlike in, in their origin, but yet they were both the sons of Abraham. 
Ishmael, the child of Hagar, the offspring of Abraham, upon just the ordinary condition, he was born after the, you know what, that, it, it, it seemed like it's a no-brainer when the scripture tells us that we must be born again. There's folk that would like to argue and want to just put up this big, big, big uh, to-do about. They got some things that are just kind of mis, uh, misorganized, misarranged. Well, I was born like this. I don't care how you was born. I don't care how you was born. The Bible said you must be born again. So you can't just drive a stake in that one and think it's going to stand against the storm. Mm. Isaac, Sarah. The promise was given by God through the promises, promise of faith. That's why you go back. What was interesting, go, go back to your Bible. Go back to your Bible in that 15th chapter. Go back to that. Something happened. Now, you know what? Let me do better than that. If you go back under Abram, and if you go back to chapter uh, 6, no, that's too far back. Yeah, no, that's a little too far back. I better not go that far. But let me go back to um, let's go back to the sons of Noah. Mm -hmm. And that's chapter, okay. I can't read it for you. Go back to the sons of Noah, chapter 9 and verse 18. And then just write, write this down. Um, Genesis chapter 9, verse 18, um, 18 and 19. And then we're going to deal with um, Ham's sin in verse 20 and 21. But then I want to jump clear over to, because um, you got the family of Ham, the family of Shem, and the family of Canaan. All right. All of these are the people of the world from these three men. Ham, Shem, and you find Canaan. Um, Adam's family line is very interesting. Abraham's past comes into where God, he gets God's attention. And in getting God's attention, um, it's just like Noah. The Bible said in that chapter six that Noah found grace in the eyes of God. Noah got God's attention. My brothers and sisters, over and over and over again, you can find where so many different people got God's attention. It's not always what you do, what you say. It's who you are in the substance of who you are. We recognize it as your character. Say all you want to about me. 
But at the end of the day, my character is going to stand or withstand anything that is said about me. Hmm? So when you look at being converted, conversion comes because you have to confess with your mouth. You got to, you got to profess something. Huh? You have to do that. So when we look at when we look at um, conversion, when we look at conversion, um, Romans chapter ten verses eight through nine, conversion, and you find it if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that the Lord Jesus has raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Huh? Thou shalt be saved, right? Now, it was was it are we saved by ourselves or saved by the persuasion of men, or were we saved by just carnal experience, carnal excitement? Or really did God work in us? Was it really by the operation of the spirit of God? My brothers and sisters, the question is, is God still operating in the spirit? Is God still operating in the spirit enough that we are, we, we say we are spiritual beings in a fleshly body, but is God really operating by the spirit of God? Well, we confess we've been saved. Is that right? So I, I wonder... How many are us that are coming together in the house of God are really Ishmael? Are we the sons of the world or are we the sons and daughters of the promise? See, if you notice that, why do you not say, or why is it not a strange thing when the scripture tells us, be not conformed to this work, conform, conformity, conformity. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of a mind. Why is our mind such a central place of, of renewing? Our minds must be renewed because just like Ishmael, we tend the things of the world more and we push away the things of the spirit. Why is it always a battle between your spirit and your flesh? Why don't you have control over your flesh? But the writer tells us in Romans chapter seven, the things that I should do is what I don't do. And the thing that I don't want to do is the things that I end up doing. What do you find? I find in me a war that's going on. Something happening up in here. Some of us are smoking and not even dragging on a cigarette. You're smoking because there's a fight going on and it's generating a lot of energy. The energy is being generated so to where I, I get tired of hearing about the spiritual man. But then again, 
I have no power to control him because it seems like that I'm out of sort. It takes me a long time to process things. In our churches, we have the preaching of the gospel. The Bible said for the preaching of the gospel to them that perishes foolishness. Something that should have really got our attention, my brothers and sisters, that should have aligned us back up with God like never before is this past pandemic. You would really think, hmm, you really think that it should have changed us. So God deals with us. God puts forces his energy through the spirit. And he calls us. Jesus said, when I go away, I'm going to send you another comforter. If we feel like we are comfortless, wait a minute. Put a pin in that one. How can you not be comforted when Jesus said, I'm going to send you another comforter? Now, if you don't receive the comforter, it's not the problem with God. It's a problem that you have not decided to kiss the world goodbye. You yet have that Ishmael spirit of the world. So when you look at, and the scripture said that which is born of the flesh is flesh. Before long, the flesh is going to perish. And from it, it's going to reap construction, corruption, corrupt sin. Go to 1 Corinthians. Stay with me. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let me let me drag it out here. Mm-hmm. When you have it same 1 Corinthians chapter 12. No, let's get verse 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I'm, I'm going to just jump to one verse, but I need you to read it. Um you can start at chapter 15 and go 35 through 51. But let me start at verse 33. First Corinthians 15 and 33, then I'm going to jump down to verse 51. You follow me? Okay, let's get verse 33. Be not deceived. What? Evil communication corrupts. What? Good manners. Now it says, awake to what? Righteousness and what? Sin not. Awake to righteousness. I've been telling you for years. What's the word of righteousness? What's another word to uh, understand the word righteousness? The right things to do. That's righteousness. What's righteousness? Doing the right thing. The right things to do, right? So awake. Awake to doing what's right. You've been asleep. Uh-oh. You've been asleep and you need to wake up and wake up to do what's right. For some have not, some have, look at that 34B. Awake to righteousness and sin not, for some have not, what? The knowledge of God. So then I'm Paul said, I'm going to speak to this shame here, right? Now, there's some things, my brothers and sisters, we're not going to understand. We're not really going to understand. We're, we're just not going to get it. So in 50, verse 51, can you read verse 51? 
1 Corinthians 15 and 51. But I show you a what? Mystery. Stop. What is a mystery? How can you show a mystery? How can you show somebody a mystery? I'm going to show you a mystery. What is the mystery? The mystery is here. We should not all sleep. But all of us going to be changed. You know what that means? All of us are not going to die. But all of us going to be changed. Your changing believe that my change is only going to come from the grave. But what if you don't die? What when Christ comes back? What if you're still alive? So that seed would not have to go to the ground to be changed. We're all going to be changed, but it is a mystery. Is that right? We should not all sleep. Okay, let's see here. That which is born of the spirit is, is spirit, right? And the Bible says about reaping everlasting life. So, is a life that is within you the result of the fermentation of your own natural desires? Or is it a new element infused, imparted, implanted from God? Is your spiritual life a heavenly creation? Have you been created a new in Christ, have you been born again by divine power? So let's look at what Isaac does. You find that we're, 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 we're kind of like Isaac, born according to the promise. Because the word Isaac means laughter. Now you're ready to fight when somebody laughs at you. Huh? For that is the interpretation of the Hebrew name Isaac is laughter. So it talks about laughter. So we take care that we rejoice with joy. What? Joy unspeakable and full of glory. My brothers and sisters, our new birth should not be a strain to us. Why is living saved a strain to folk? It's hard, it's hard to live safe. No, wait, 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 wait. Is that a mystery? Is living saved a mystery? It's not hard to live saved. If you're born of the promise of God, it's not hard to live saved. But if you're born of the world, if you got that Ishmael spirit, it's hard to do anything that God has for you. Anything that God will lay upon you to do, you're going to find it hard because why? You ain't been born again. So everything now becomes a struggle. You, you take more time to try to reason things out and the, all the Lord told you is just follow me. Uh, so Abraham and Sarah laughed at the thought of Isaac. Now, isn't that a funny thing? Now, maybe some of my sisters, I see some sisters in the room. Maybe y'all get an attitude. Y'all, y'all, y'all husband, and then you 
he 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 kissing a hundred or a hundred and you in your late ninety talking about um the Lord said you gonna you gonna we're gonna have another child. Oh I, I just heard somebody giggle tonight. No? Why are you laughing? That's all oh, your oh your your laughter, right? Your your name is your Isaac's sister. Right? That's a funny thing, right? There are times, there are times that, um, and 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 I'm I'm thinking about from the Apostle Paul and all of those that have labored and and, and the times that we sit and we really meditate about different things that God has done for us, and then we look at some of the things. Have you ever sat back? And I know I didn't finish my sentence, but have you ever sat back and just looked around on what God has blessed you with. All of our movement, all of our going in and out, just take a day and just sit down and you look like, man, wow. God, you shouldn't have did this. I'm living it, but it's like, wow. Because you don't take time to really see and look at really where God has brought us from. But you had to do something too. You really had to be converted. There's a, there's a, there's a word that we use quite often that talks about being discipled. Following the teachings. When you are discipled and following the teachings of Jesus Christ, it's who you've been discipled by. If you've been discipled by Jesus Christ, you become the followers of the teachings of Jesus Christ. Hmm. But then there are some teachings that come just from the world. Some, some experiences that you will learn just from the world. But are they spiritual things? Case in point, how many had a, I don't know what we call them, Big Mama, Big Papa, Uncle Skeeter, whatever. They had some sayings that you thought it was, you thought it was biblical. Man, yeah, I, I get that one. And found out it might have been a good saying, but it had nothing to do with spiritual. But it was just a good saying. Right? Yeah. Some things that we hold on to that we think that is spiritual, it really is not. You don't really know how spiritual you are until you go against spiritual things. And if you're not spiritual enough, you will confuse the two because you're trying to put something spiritual into a carnal nature. You're trying to take the spirit of things of God and place them into the world which they belong. And they don't fit. You can't take the things of the world and make it spiritual. That's why the scripture says, first natural, then spiritual. Let me move. True faith, when you have faith, true faith is the, act, is the action of the man who believes. True repentance 
is the action of the man who repents. Both faith and repentance may with unquestionable correctness be described as the work of God. Even as Isaac is a son of Abraham and Sarah, and yet he is still more the gift of God. I'm going to turn to Romans. Go to Romans chapter 9. Stay with me. Romans chapter 9. I'm talking about the two seats tonight. Romans chapter 9. Okay. I'm going to look at 8 and 9, but I want you to hold that just for a minute. Neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children, but in Isaac, it says, shall thy seed be called. What is it talking about? That which are the children of, of the flesh. These are not the children of God. But the children of the promise are counted for the seed. For this is the word of promise. At this time will I come and Sarah shall have a son. Go to Romans chapter 9, 7, 8, and 9. You have a say amen. Okay. Romans chapter 9. Um, neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children. This means that Abraham's physical descendants are not necessarily children of God. Wait a minute. Abraham has two sons. But because they, he has two sons, it doesn't mean that they both are children of God. Wait a minute. Does that mean that Abraham is a son of the devil? No. He has two sons, but because he has two sons, they are both of them are not the children of God. Let's see here. It says... Um, they are all the children, but in Isaac shall thy seed be called. That is, they which are the children of the flesh. These are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seed. My brothers and sisters, Jesus brings it more clear. Everybody that says, Lord, Lord, is not going to make it into heaven. Hmm. We don't really understand that living saved is a spiritual renewing. It's a transformation that has to take place. And in our churches, there are those that says, Lord, Lord, but they are far from God. And if there's if it's no clearer than today, look how look how much of the world has came into our church. And now the things of the world is so highly embraced to where will you talk spiritual now? It's like, man, you speaking in tongues. And please don't tell nobody you need to be saved. You know, the first thing that they jump out, don't judge me. 
right? How much time do I have? Y'all want to work? Help work with me. Go back to Matthew. Oh, praise Jesus. I'm talking about two seeds tonight. I'm talking about the seed of the world and the seed of the promise. I wonder what seed are you? You got Matthew. Uh, let's see here. I, oh, where, where do I want? Where am I at here? I want, uh, I want to say chapter 7. Okay. Do you have it? Matthew chapter 7. Look at verse 1. You have it? Judge not that you be not judged, right? For with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. And with what measure that you give, or use that same, it shall be measured to you again. Wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. The Bible says don't judge, where is it at? So finish it. Yes, the Bible did say don't judge. Huh? But finish it. Judge not that you be not judged. So, what do we have here? If you cannot take it, don't dish it out. Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 and 2. You know what that's saying? It's saying that the same measurement and the same standard that you're holding somebody else to. That same measurement and standard is going to be used, what? Back to you. What? Now, the question is this. The question comes down in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 3. And it says, listen, why, and why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye? You see what's wrong with your brother, but you don't see what's wrong with you. Wait a minute. Oh, yes. You, you see what's wrong with me. And I need some help. I need some fixing. But you don't see what's wrong with you. So that's why you cannot put me on the for sale stand. Huh? But if you get straight, you change your life around. Huh? You become the seed of the promise and not the seed of the world then you got some ground to stand on. Oh, wait, 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 bro, pastor. You're still judging. Yes, I'm a fruit inspector. Let me help you out. Jesus tells Peter, Peter, I have prayed for you. 
I prayed, Peter, not so you wouldn't go through anything. That's not the reason me praying for you. But Peter, I have prayed for you that your faith does not fail when you are going to go through your big trials and go through your testing. I prayed that your faith does not fail. Now watch what he's saying. Now when you get through going through and hitting your head on the rocks and the list, this goes on, when you are strengthened, you go strengthen your brother. Now wait a minute. It says when you are strengthened. Wait a minute. Not because you are already strengthened, but when you are strengthened, when you come into the knowledge, when you come into the fullness of God, when you really get shown up, get saved. Help me say, get Bible saved. That's not what we're saying. When you really get saved, then you have some power to help somebody else out that needs some help. Are you with me? So, don't be judging me. You've already been judged by the word. The word has already judged you and me. Let me move. There's different things and different hopes. As for Ishmael, says, behold, I have blessed him and I will make him fruitful and multiply him exceedingly. There will be 12 princes shall come out of him. And he's going to have a great nation. Now watch me now. This is Genesis chapter 20. Genesis chapter, I'm sorry, Genesis chapter 17, verses 20 and 21. Ishmael is going to be great. Ishmael is going to have 12 princesses come out of him. Ishmael is going to have a great nation. But the covenant is going to be established through Isaac, which Sarah is going to bear. Huh? Now, wait a minute. Ishmael is going to be highly favored and honored and blessed from the world. Uh-oh. From the world. You can be blessed from the world? Okay. Stay with me. Go to Ezekiel. You got it? Chapter 28. You have it? I want you to look at um, let's see here. Look at chapter 28. I want you to read verses 11 through 19. But let's focus on chapter 28, verses 16 and 17. You got it? 716 says, By the multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. 
Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Satan was a chief cherub. Verse 17. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy what? Beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness, and I will cast thee to the ground, and I will lay thee before kings, that they may behold thee. Now, if you go back to verse 16, does it says, by the multitude of thy merchandise? The world has a lot of things that will draw your attention. If any, listen, oh my goodness, hallelujah, Jesus. Well, I got to watch how I say this because I don't want to encourage y'all too much. If anybody tells you, man, the world ain't got nothing, they're lying to you. That's just a lie. All of us enjoyed us some world. But what's the stickler? You can't have the world and God at the same time. The writer says, choose you this day who you're going to serve. Huh? You want to go to heaven, but you don't want to take, you don't want to do what it takes to make it. If anybody, oh man, I had some fun in the world. Yes, you did. And you laughed in the world. You had laughter in the world. But what would profit a man? To gain the whole world and then lose your soul. See, if you look at Satan lost his glory and now he's plunged here in this earth from heaven and he has a multitude of merchandise. Ishmael is going to have 12 princes come through him. Now out of Abraham, watch it now. We know that Isaac is going to be the father of 12 nations. Ishmael is going to have 12 nations. Now, I don't have time to go into it now. But we see the family of Abraham, Ishmael and Isaac are still fighting. Even as I speak today. Huh? When when Sarah and Abraham laughed, there's a benefit of physical laughter. Laughter does so much good like medicine. What does laughter do? We find out through science that laughter causes you to breathe in deep. Laughter slows down your pulse. Laughter increases your circulation. Laughter strengthens your heart muscles. And laughter reduces muscle tension. Look at somebody saying, just learn to laugh. Do you not know that you even have to laugh at the devil? You have to learn to laugh at him. 
Abraham and Sarah, Sarah, Sarah really got a kick out of it. Said, listen here, Sarah said, listen, oh, now, I know you holy, you divine, but uh, I, I think maybe coming down from heaven, you, maybe you hit a, the wrong cloud or something. Because uh, maybe you got a little deranged. Something happened because I'm too old to be having any kids. But Abraham said, God, you've been good to me, but I don't have any seed of mine. Now, what's the flip here? Sarah hears, she laughs, and she says, listen, are you laughing? Oh, no, I ain't laughing. Yeah, you are laughing. Now, Sarah, because she wanted a child too, she believes that it's not going to happen still. Sarah still has the mentality of the world. She don't believe God. You know, interesting. God tells Sarah what's going to happen. Now, you would say to me, Pastor, if an angel came and told me that I'm going to be blessed, I believe it. Uh, I hear you talking. But it didn't happen overnight. Sarah still has the mentality of the world. And then when God does say it and it didn't happen, then Sarah said, I'll tell you what. I'm going to help God out. Now watch me now. Oh, I got eight minutes. Well, praise Jesus. Help me at two seats. I'm going to help my husband out. Now take, take the, the bond woman that you give me to help me. And uh, go ahead then. And then when the child, you know, she gets with child and whatnot, and, and the child will be yours. And go ahead. Now, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Now, watch this. She agrees and goes, it's her idea. It's her idea. My sisters, I don't want to get in trouble, but my goodness, I know it, I know it. It's her idea. So, April's a good husband. He listens to his wife. He does what she says, and pretty soon when the child gets up and she's been tormented now, now she says, get rid of her. Get her out of here. She, wait a minute. This is your idea. Now you want to, now we got, Houston, we got a problem now. Now you want me, you want me to clean up what you done messed up. And now they can't get along. Two grown women in the house. And here's this son now. But here's the son of the world. This son is of the world. This son was not what God promised. But God said, I tell you what, still, I'm going to let this child be somebody. I'm making any sense. My brothers and sisters, we have in the church, a lot of times we can't get it together and feel like we're just locking heads because some are still in the world. Ishmael's spirit. And then you got some that are spiritual because they are been born again saved and they're clashing in our services. Let's see here. There's a persecution on the promise. Galatians, oh my goodness, 28 and 29. Get that real quick. Galatians. Mm-hmm. 
chapter 4, verses 28 and 29. Have us amen. Okay. He says, Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of the promise. But as then he was that was born after the flesh, persecuted him that was born after the spirit, even so it is now. So the children of the promise is just like Isaac. But then the ones that are persecuted by those who want you to keep the law, they're like Ishmael, the child born by what? Just a human effort. Persecuted Isaac and the child born by the spirit. The ones that held on to the Mosaic law, Paul was letting them know, you got some that cling to the law, but they're not spiritual. You talk about being saved. You talk about going to church. You talk about how much you love God, but you haven't been born again. You talk a good game and you got the jersey on, but you can't play a lick. Huh? You got folk that's talking about salvation. And then they want to hold you to a standard that they're not holding you to. They're holding you to the standard because you say, I'm saved. But you can't hold them to a standard because they ain't said they're saved. They just go to church. So you got church goers and you got folk that are saved. The folk that are going to church are holding the ones that are saved according to the scripture. Because you said that I am saved. But you get an attitude because the ones that go to church hold you accountable, but you can't hold them accountable because they ain't said they say they, they just say they go to church. So we have this conflict in the church. And it's truly we understand why, because there's two seeds. And then sometimes wonder what listen, what's wrong with the church? I've just showed you tonight what's wrong with the church. The church is consisting of two seeds. Just like Abraham had two seeds. He had the seed of the world, Ishmael, that came to him. And the seed of the promise, Isaac. Huh? And so we have, let's see, Ishmael was older, older than Isaac, right? And when the time came for Isaac to be weaned, his mother Sarah saw the son of the bondwoman mocking her child so early had the difference of birth and condition. In other words, this is the firstborn child. And my son has the right. When we have to part the world, there's a parting that you can really look back and see where God brought you from but you don't grieve from where God brought you from you remember in my closing you remember when the children of Israel when God brought them out they wanted to go back into Egypt they wanted to go back into bondage what did they remember in Egypt they forgot about the slavery they about it they forgot about all of the first son first males were eradicated that great genocide. All they thought about was, well, we was eating back then. 
We had a place to lay, but look at the cost. So you really want to go back into Egypt and pay that cost? I don't think so. Let me end up with this. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 30. Isaac and Israel lived together for a time. And then they separated. They did not agree. But they dwelt together. They had different principles. But they dwelt together. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, read it later, verse 7. It talks about the married couples. And one thing I want to just pick out of that one. It says when she wanted to get rid of him, she said, oh, the writer says, oh, wife, you just live and save might be the thing that'll bring your husband in. Huh? You don't know the life you live, how it can change somebody. Don't forget, we were Ishmael's relatives too. Until God saved us, until we accepted our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My brothers and sisters, the problem we have in our churches is, is not that we are spiritual cannibals eating up one another. It's simply because there are two seeds. The seed of Isaac, the seed of promise, and the seed of Ishmael, which is those that love the world. May God bless you. May God smile upon you. I pray tonight's lesson was a good one for you. And thank you for tuning in with Living the Word. Be blessed of God.